0: Very, uh, very, very deep and philosophical. Pl- pl- pl-
1: <laughs> and welcome to another edition of Across the County. I'm Noah. Thank you for joining me. Well, on the show today, we're going to continue. Well, it's the series I started last season called The Importance of Comedy, and we began it with comedian Nazareth. Last year on the show, we're going to get him back on, have no fear, but we're actually going to head across the pond today with comedian John Wilson, all the way from Liverpool, England. This is an amazing treat. You can check out the John Wilson radio show on Facebook. That's how you can connect with him. And I connected with John with two of my favorite people, Crystal and James J.C. Cooley. I know he loves those dear people as well. And John Wilson, he could have had insight on the late night TV show Taxi because he was a cabbie and then he led the IT life as a computer engineer and now, in my mind, what might be one of the most needed professions of all time, we'll get into that in just a bit, why, he's a comedian. And here to talk about the importance of comedy, it's John Wilson, again, from Liverpool, England and I am such a blessed man for even knowing him and we're going to have a fabulous discussion today. John, welcome to Across the County, my friend. It's good to talk again. Hey, thanks for having me, Noah. Well, it's a pleasure to have you on. We're going to be talking about so many different things. I know you just got back from an amazing festival, but before we get to that, why comedy? I know you started comedy late in your career. You kind of did a couple of different things in your life. What turned you on to the importance of comedy, as I call it? Because it really is at the end of the day, especially with where we're at as a society today.
0: Yeah. Um <clears throat> I never I never considered doing comedy in my younger life at all. You know, I was getting on with various jobs along the way and obviously eventually ending up in IT. And uh it was only till I got, you know, into my 40s when I thought, you know what? I really want to have a go uh, at comedy. Um I did always wanted to do music as well back in the day when I was younger. You know, I was that kid with that tennis racket standing in front of the mirror, pretending to be one of the Beatles. Um, <laughs> with them being Which Beatle were you? Um, well, that's a good question. Which Beatle was that? I? Um, I was uh, probably the, the ugly Beatle. So <laughs> I don't know. I don't
1: know. <laughs> um, I wasn't any Beatle in particular, um, but I think I wanted to be all of them, I think. Well, a, a lot of us love their music for sure, so that's definitely a, a great thing to want to be. I still listen to them quite often. won oh, my mind, one of the greatest rock bands of all time. Now, I you know you've played as a comedian in some pretty amazing places globally, especially there in the UK. Do you have a favorite place that you performed at, and why would that be?
0: Um, I would have to say it would have to be the 100 Club in Oxford Street in London. Um, because it's the birth of everything. You know, it was certainly the birth of punk rock in the UK. I know there's a little bit of an argument where the birth of punk rock started. Um, But, um, yeah, I mean, all all the big names uh, 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 were in that venue uh, back in the day. And obviously they still uh, play that venue to this day, you know. and uh, I was standing. I remember when I went in there because I was doing a comedy set. I wasn't doing music. And um, I remember speaking to the sound engineer, which was uh, he was absolutely amazing sound engineer, just lovely guy. And they've always got stories, sound engineers, you know. When he he was suddenly up the sound up because I do take a guitar with me on stage on occasions uh, to play us, you know, a little comedy song and so on. Sure. And um, I'm standing next to him in the sound booth as he's sorting out the sound and he's setting up the lead for me, uh, with a DI connection from a guitar. And he says to me, he says, Brian May was still with you here last week. So it sort of like makes you think, Wow, I think I'm 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 in the right place, you know. They've all been on that stage, Eric Clapton um queen you two they've all been on that stage
1: that'd that be is, pretty that surreal fortunate. just actually being up there and, just, and thinking about all the amazing performers of all walks of life that have been up there you know and now you're one of them that's kind of cool yeah man it's just even like in the because in the in the venue it's a fantastic venue and everyone
0: anyone ever goes over to london um, and they've got any gigs on in that venue? Go to that venue. It's just a. It's right. It's a cellar. You go right down to the bottom, um, and um, there's photographs all around the venue of all these big superstars, big pop stars, and comedians. Uh, and then the green room's the same. That's a little sorry surreal. The green room's the tiniest room you've ever been in in your life with a couch and a fridge. Um, but
1: uh, yeah, it's. Um, it's over, uh, overwhelming, I have to say. So, so we're going to get into the festivals here in just a second. And also you did some touring in the States, which is amazing. But let's start off with the bare bones. I know this is a question that you've probably been asked about a million times and it's, it's subjective. But in John Wilson's mind, what is funny?
0: What is funny? There you go. That's a good question. I love I love the silly. I love slapstick. You know. Um, I remember growing up and when they used to do all the reruns of various shows. I mean, because my 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 comedy taste is like my musical taste. It's so varied. Um, you know. I remember as a as a young man watching uh, or a young kid <laughs> watching things like Harold Lloyd and Laurel and Hardy. And, and um you know shows like black and white shows silent shows you know and um that always um tickled my funny bone and uh and obviously then you know going into my sort of my early teens watching tv shows um like the young ones and um black Adder and uh the goons and and and, and, and things like that and uh So I do like slapstick, I I like silly, very much I like silly. And I like a good gag as well, of course, a good joke, you know, Um, so, which I could actually pump into one now really, something daft, something, for instance, uh, an Englishman, Irishman, and a Scotsman walk into a bar, and the barman says, what is this, a joke? Yeah, you don't (laughs) have to (laughs) laugh. It's simple, but it's just the silly, I love silly, I love slapstick, I love Rowan
1: Atkinson, massive fan of his and the Mr. Bean, you know, because that's all very much silent, isn't it? Yeah, um, and, and there's something to be said about yeah. I mean, you mentioned Laurel and Hardy as well. When you could do it without saying a word, that's genius.
0: Yeah, I mean, they think that the look-to-camera is a Ricky Gervais thing, but the, Laurel and Hardy were doing the look-to-camera in gag setups way before Ricky Gervais started all that, which I think is absolutely marvelous. Yeah, I love it. I love Ricky Gervais. Mm-hmm. Uh, but you know, it was. Uh, it goes back even. I think it even goes back. Someone will have to Google it and let us all know. But it goes back further than Laurel and Hardy that, that look to camera. When I'm sure everybody at home knows what I'm talking about when I say that. And I'm sure you know as well. When um, you know, um, Stan was doing something really silly, wouldn't he? You know, and uh, um, uh, you know, and uh, Laurel had looked to the camera with that daft look in his eyes. You know, <laughs> that shake of disbelief. I can see it in my head right now. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So. Uh, so. Yeah. So. So. I love the silly, but you know, but I love the stories as well. You know, and and, and the funny moments that can happen in your life that you can turn into comedy and so on. Uh, but that slapstick stuff. Uh, that's that's something special. You know, when you're watching like a comedian come on stage and he's taking about five ten minutes to sort out a mic lead and a mic, and he hasn't said a word yet, and people are just,
1: you know. You know what's funny? Everybody likes, John, different styles of comedy, but I would think, and again, this is a generalization, but I think it's a safe one. For the most part, I mean, slapsticks-type comedy is really a type that most people like across the board because it is just stuff that is so out of this world, and most of the time, those are the heartiest laughs I have when I'm watching the slapstick-type stuff.
0: Yeah, absolutely. You know, I mean, you know, who doesn't
1: love seeing a...
0: You know, uh, uh, a hammer fall on someone's head or hand.
1: Monty Python <laughs> did the, you know, the sixteen ton weight or the hammer. I can't even say how many times I've seen that, and it's just as funny every time you see it.
0: So funny, it's just just brilliant, very clever as well. You know, um, it's, it's clever comedy because some people think it's sort of back, sort of bottom of the barrel stuff, but I would completely disagree with that uh, because it's it's an art form there's a craft to it because there's a clever way to do it you know um, and a natural way to do it as well of course and uh, yeah, yeah for me it's uh, it's top notch I mean Harold, as I say go back to Harold Lloyd I remember the reruns of Harold Lloyd because obviously I'm too young <laughs> to remember them to uh, when they were around originally you know back in the theatres and so. Sure. Um but Harold Lloyd I mean the man was an absolute genius you know and and these people were doing all their own stunts as well and they were all getting suffering all sorts of injuries just phenomenal. What a craft. What a craft.
1: Yeah, and it takes years. As you and I were talking briefly off the air before we got onto the show, too, very few comedians start at a really young age and then just catch fire and keep going. Most of the time, if they keep hot at the beginning, they kind of fade off and then they come back. Or people start a little bit later on after some life experience. So it really is. I mean, it's not as easy as it looks. No, no, that's right. Because um, there's
0: a lot, uh, you know, uh, it, there's a lot of things to take into consideration when you're doing a performance. Because not only you've got the jokes and you know the mannerisms and so on and so forth, but it's also about that um, what I like to call stage. Well, it's called uh, stagecraft, um, and um, you know, there's a, there's a craft to that as well. It's not just about the jokes and and so on, there's more to it than that. I got very, uh, very, very deep and pull (laughs) a
1: Yeah, you have to do it right, talking about the hammer dropping or the 16-ton weight that Monty Python did. You know, I'm flashing back now just to the skit where John Cleese of Monty Python was wanting the other members of the Python group to attack him with fruit. And then, you know, he would either shoot them or have a tiger come out or have the weight fall on their head. That's just comedy gold in my mind. I mean, I love that stuff.
0: Yeah, absolutely.
1: Absolutely. And we always remember the John Cleves parrot sketch, I think which was probably one of the most
0: yeah. sketches of all time, you know, <laughs> so um, just gold. And I often watch that stuff back over and over again, because it just never gets old. It never gets
1: old. No, it doesn't. Noah here in across the county. So blessed to have comedian John Wilson all the way from Liverpool here on across the county talking about the importance of comedy. And now let's get into it. John, I know you came back from a festival, and that's really where it all kind of comes to a head because you were there for a certain reason. It was the Laugh for Life Comedy Festival. Tell us about that because it ties into mental health advocacy and why that is so important to you personally. Yeah. Um, so, uh, yeah, I've just come back from the Leicester Comedy
0: Festival, which housed uh, the uh, Laugh for Life Comedy Gotcha. Uh, gig that we did, which was the two gigs that we did uh, uh, on uh, on Sunday, and um, uh, it was for the um, mental health awareness, and, um, and and we we did that because uh, a lot of us, and I'm sure we all know that people who who do suffer with the mental health, especially with the current climate that we're we're currently in with the COVID situation and people being stuck at home and so on and not having much contact with the outside world. And unfortunately, you know, we have lost uh, a lot of people, uh, not just through uh, catching uh, the disease, but unfortunately through mental health and people taking their own lives, which breaks my heart, no end. And uh, a dear friend of mine uh, decided to start up the charity and say, come on, let's get out there and let's do comedy laugh for life and um, and raise some money for these charities uh, to help um, whether it would be with uh, you know because often a lot of these charities will have uh, free phone numbers that you can call in if you're feeling sad and depressed one of the ones here in the UK is the Samaritans of course um, which is a free phone number but people can ring uh, when they're at the end of the tether and it's support causes like that because as I say my friend he 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 uh, lost um, uh, uh, his twenty-one-year-old son to suicide, and um, you know when that happened, we just felt that, that my friend, my, my friend who started, of course, he felt that he needed to do something. And as soon as he mentioned it to me, I thought I've got to get involved with this and and um,
1: and do some do some
0: good, you know.
1: What are a couple of those charities that were involved with that? I'm very curious. Yeah, so Laugh for Life comedy, uh, which is our my friend's
0: organization. Uh, And it's for a charity called Young Minds um, because there's a lot of suicide, of course, in the younger generation. Um, And um, yeah, that's uh, basically.
1: And and uh, you know, and you really hit it right on the head there. It's that younger generation. I think personally, John, we're all affected by COVID have been still are, but the younger generation has really had its, its mental toll taken and now they need to be able to figure out where to reach out to, like you said, having a phone number to be able to reach out to and be able to share some of what they're going through on a mental level. Reach out to a friend. If you're listening to this show, reach out to anybody. If there's a phone number that you can call, if there is a friend that you haven't spoken to in a while, don't be by yourself because it's that connection that's going to help you get through. And all of us have had very similar circumstances and you'd be surprised in this COVID environment, like what exactly is happening that might be synonymous between myself and, and somebody else. But it's just about that interpersonal connection that you have to take that first step. Isn't it, John?
0: Absolutely. Yeah. You've got to reach out to people if you can. Um, and you know, we're in difficult times now. I would not like to be a young person in this day and age. Um, I- social media for me it's not it's not but it's more like (laughs) anti-social
1: oh you and i are on the same page you have the facebook page for your radio show and I'm, i'm great and i'm gonna actually check that out i think you can get to it without an account but i pulled myself off facebook and twitter oh several months ago and it's been actually the best thing i have done for my mental health that i could have possibly have done
0: yeah absolutely i think I mean, don't get me wrong. You know, I've made a lot of connections. I've made some lovely friends through through social media, Um, but often, you know, uh, you need you do need to step away. It's not healthy, especially young people. Young people got nothing else. Uh, Well, no, of course they've got more than nothing else. But what I'm saying is, is that when I was of a young age, if I wanted to go and see a friend, I had to either go round to his house or hope that he was in his house so I could ring him and say, "Can I come round to your house?" And that was where it began and end. Um, and we were going out, we were meeting people, and it was very social then, wasn't it? You know, because I don't ever remember struggling. I mean, I struggled like any teen growing up with various things and and puberty and, and, and that sort of thing. And I don't mean to generalize or make that sound a lesser thing, but, you know, I still struggled with that, of course. But now, on top of that... There's another layer, the isn't social there? Social media stuff. Uh, absolutely, you know, and they're looking at all these wonderful pictures and people's wonderful lives on social media and the reality is uh, it's just not
1: reality uh, which is ironic it's very ironic and that's why these events these festivals are so important i know this is not the first that you've done you've done others like love one manchester what was that experience like i mean i that's a pretty big one if i recall correctly
0: yeah, the, the, we did a small one in Liverpool. Um, obviously they did the One Love Manchester for um, uh, the, the the tragic bombing that occurred there in the MEN Arena uh, for the, uh, um, I always struggle with saying her name, Ari, Ari Grande um, concert and, um, you know, which was very tragic and the whole city of Manchester came together and in fact the UK came together and Liverpool of course uh, in, in aid of raising money for these um, poor families that lost loved ones in that tragedy. And, and we did our own thing in Liverpool, we, as soon as we, we heard about it, and we thought we need to do something, and we got together a lovely, lovely set of uh, six or seven comedians, and
1: we held a, a lovely night of comedy in aid of, uh, for that charity. That's awesome. Wrapping up a tremendous interview. I knew the time was gonna fly by with comedian John Wilson. He's all the way from Liverpool again. We'll we'll have him back on the show because I've had a tremendous time talking with him now. This is my second opportunity at talking to him right here and across the county. Also on the It's Your Life radio program with James J. C. Cooley. So I know there's also a little something, John, called the John Wilson Radio Show. And people can find out about that on the Facebook page, the John Wilson Radio Show. So I imagine there's comedy involved in that. Is it still currently going? If not, what is the status on that? What other things and people do you talk about on the John Wilson Radio Show?
0: Well... Uh, just an um, absolute load of nonsense is that uh, happens in, uh, on the John Wilson radio. Oh, I love I it used better to call already. Ins back in the day, <laughs> I used to have call-ins back in the day. Uh, that sort of subsided now, and I sort of have guests or have co-hosts. And uh, starting the show back up uh, last year, early on last year, um, I had the wonderful Jenny Hart, uh, who used to co-host the show with me, and um, we used to just chat a load of old nonsense, and then. Um, slowly but surely I've had different guests on uh, comedians uh, musicians um, so it's all on there uh, we talked to Australia we talked to America I talked to uh, Chris Gorges, of course um, who's my American friend and gets me on the American stages and uh, that was all off the back that podcast was born all off the back of Brian Gittins aka David Earl um, from the show Afterlife uh, which is a Ricky Gervais show. Uh, I used to phone into his show, uh, and he used to have callers in, and uh, I used to phone in and call in his show and make a, nu- a nuisance of myself and have fun and laughs. And uh, then, obviously, on occasions, he used to phone my show when I when I started my
1: show up as well. Um, it sounds so like the well, one-word so yeah. description for the John Wilson radio show is Tomfoolery.
0: Yeah, I would say so. Yeah, I would say. That's a good stage name, though, is isn't it? Tom Fuller. It I is, like it is for sure.
1: <laughs> well, I'm going to check it out if you start it back up here. You said probably end of February, early March.
0: Yeah, I think I'll probably wait. I'll probably wait till March now. I think I'll start it again in March and I have because there is, you know, because obviously being out on the circuit, I do get to speak to uh, comedy friends. Oh, sure. Uh, and uh, I'll get them on.
1: I'll get comedians on the show, musicians on the show. And um, do you yeah, ever use or did you ever use and probably again, the John Wilson radio show in talking about the mental health Aspect of comedy and why we need to be able to be there and make people laugh along the way through these hard times
0: Um, yeah there's been moments when the the conversation because the conversation with Mike because we're so free rolling my show is very much like uh, like jazz you know I mean it's it's free form so yeah sometimes we can we can certainly approach those subjects and we talk uh, about comedy because you know there's a lot there is a lot of depression in comedy which is um it seems to be a common theme, whereas there's a lot of people who are involved in uh, th- those types of performances do have or tend to have some sort of background in, in, in mental health where they may have struggled um, and they wanted to push themselves and they get out on stage. And, you know, um, but uh, yeah, uh, so yeah, we, we do certainly touch on those subjects as we go along.
1: We'll definitely keep the audience updated because I'm tremendously excited. I'd like to be able to hear more about the uh, John Wilson radio show and at least dip into the archives until there's new episodes out. Now, random note, we're going to close the show, but I just found this moments before bringing you on the air today, John, and I'm like, where did I miss this? I am a movie aficionado in the biggest way, and some of our audience might not be into the Harry Potter series, and that's fine, but I see that you have appeared in the movie fantastic beasts and where to find them how did i miss john wilson where are you in this film my friend
0: well you're gonna have to look really hard <laughs> because it was cut <laughs> because it was it's, <laughs> it's funny because um you know i mean that was my first film i i ever i ever did and um uh, the mechanics of the film and how it all comes together is a huge undertaking, and um, that was a Warner Brothers film, of course. And um, you know, the amount of people that are involved there was must have been about three, four hundred backgrounded background artists, um, as I was um, in that movie, and uh, we filmed for three. Days uh, uh, in Liverpool by the Liverpool Library. Uh, where there's a lot of films filmed there, by the way, a lot of films. And um, (laughs) the the list for the films that have been filmed in Liverpool is phenomenal. Um, And uh, you spend all that time, and then the the part of the film that I made, I think it's on screen, in the trailer,
1: only the trailer... (laughs) for about two seconds (laughs) so i am a huge movie fan i'm even a bigger movie trailer fan so i need to go dig those trailers up today and i need to see where joan wilson makes his special debut yeah you won't see me (laughs) (laughs) unless a point i'll send you a picture with an
0: arrow pointed into my head how about that? shoot me the email i'm dying to know now (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> I mean, you because know, you, you never know what sort of coverage you're going to get when you're in these films. This is true. I mean, I was watching, I was watching the anniversary actually of Harry, Harry Potter. I was uh, watching uh, that so as well. You know, yes, right. So, and they talk about a lot of the scenes that they they talk about. They say, "Oh, that was cut, though, wasn't it?" We went, you know. Um, so I remember Gary Oldman was speaking to uh, another cast member, and they were saying they spent this time where they were fighting uh, in, in a scene, but that
1: complete scene was just completely dropped. So, uh, so yeah, so you never know what's going to turn up on screen in the end. Well, you know, you can count it as a memory, something that you've done. And maybe someday when they do the director's cut, I should say that, uh, your, your screen time will be restored, my friend. Well, yeah, listen, I,
0: I, um, um, I played, uh, a New Yorker is what I played, the character I played. But I did get to speak to John Voight as he was walking up down the st- steps of the Liverpool library during the, um, uh, the, the, uh, the filming. Well, that's um, a win. So I, did, I did get to, so, you know, so I took that as a win. You know, oh, it 100%. That, so, <laughs> yeah.
1: Well, you know, the uh, new yeah, one's coming good. out later this year. Maybe there has been some secret behind-the-scenes negotiations with John Wilson, and you just have to be hush about it. We'll wait and see. wait and see i've had better coverage in other films but that's another story we'll save that for our next chat john it's been a pleasure having you on across the county getting uh, to know you just a little bit better and finding out about why you think comedy is important tying it with mental health finding out about your career finding out about what you think is funny which it all comes down to the 16 ton weight we all know that thanks for coming on the show my friend
0: Noah, listen, it's been an absolute pleasure. And if anyone wants to follow me, of course, they can find me on the John Wilson Radio Show page on
1: Facebook. You'll also find me as John underscore comic on Twitter. Enjoyed thoroughly talking with you, John Wilson, great comedian all the way from Liverpool. We'll have him back on across the county and stay tuned. More about the importance of comedy in the months to come because we all need to laugh pre, post-COVID, especially post-COVID. Let's stick together. We can get through this. And John, thanks again.
0: Hey, thanks, Noah. Take care.